0: super talk mississippi media production what is moondog moondog makers and bakers is not just a catering company it's a blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently to get a taste of what they're truly all about you can order some awesome merch crafted spice blends or request catering for your very own event moondog and he's the former president and publisher of the sun herald and now he's on the radio Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I hope you're having a great day and welcome to the Coast View, the show that celebrates coastal Mississippi and the men and women who are working every day to make this a better place to live, work, and play. Hello, Kyle. Good morning, sir. Yesterday was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, It was really inspirational hearing the legacy of Boyce Holloman through uh, through Tim and and Dean, and you know, you probably saw this, but the Facebook views are up over three thirteen hundred already. I have not seen that today yet. No, I haven't. Man, it's uh, it's, it's it clearly touched a bunch of people. I, I want to thank people for listening to this show, and and like our Facebook page, incidentally, Super Talk Gulf coast Facebook page, and tell your friends. My goal, ultimately, is to inspire as many people as possible. Kyle, why don't you tell people how they can listen to and watch the show? We're uh, streaming on YouTube every day. Just uh, go to YouTube and uh, look up Super Talk Mississippi. We're also streaming live on Facebook every day. Uh, wherever you get your uh, podcast from iTunes, Google Podcast, um, SoundCloud, it's all there as well. Um, again, Facebook, Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. It's, and Twitter, Super Talk MSGC. What? Oh, any any way you want to get us, you can get us. Um, Kyle's the best producer in the world, even though, even though his Chiefs won.
1: Well, it,
0: it was yeah, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, anybody but the 49ers, right? It all goes back to the catch. I was yeah. a Cowboys fan growing up, so uh, it does. It does. Yep. It all all the dots connect. Yep. Hey, listen, my guest today is an example of why I wanted to do this show. My guest today is Dorothy Wilson. She's an author. She most recently published Unboxed 25 Women Share How to Break Free and Store. It's an Amazon bestseller. She also co-authored the book Women Inspiring Nations. She's a publisher. She's publisher and editor of Gulf Coast Women Magazine. She bought, bought that publication back in 2012 and has literally transformed it. She's the co-founder of Success Women's Conference. It's in the top 10 of professional women conferences in the U.S. She had over 1,500 attendees in it last year from 24 states. And she says she did this in her spare time. Right. (laughs) She also happens to be the incoming chairman of the Coast Chamber. Wow, Dorothy. Um, A close friend of ours described you this way. Dorothy is a mentor of women among women. She has stepped out in her faith to do things that are big. She has a lot to share about taking risks, about faith, about having a great support system, and being generous to others. And I can add to that, obviously, she has. She can say a lot about setting and achieving goals. She's actually been recognized locally, um, the Spirit of the Coast Award among them. She has been recognized across the state, and she's been recognized nationally. And I'm proud to say that I actually worked with Dorothy for 12 years at the Sun Herald. She coordinated and helped to edit the uh, Katrina Eight Hours that Changed the Mississippi Coast book, an incredible book that was a New York Times bestseller. She was the managing editor of a number of important publications during my tenure at the, at the Sun Herald, not in, including the Sun Herald, of course, but also including incredible projects that were important to all of us. And one of my favorite My favorite of all time, the award-winning Beach Boulevard magazine. Um, Dorothy, the thing that kept coming to my mind over and over again as I prepared for today was that time flies. Yes. (laughs) Isn't it amazing?
1: It is amazing. It is great to see you again, Ricky, (laughs) after all these years. Good to see you. A lot of people don't know this, but you know when I came in to interview Mm -hmm. at the Sun Herald, uh, you were like the uh, second person that I met with um, after talking to uh, Roland Weeks and Mike Tonus and I walked into your office and you just started sharing your vision and your excitement about being part of the Sun Herald and it resonated with me and I saw a drive in you uh, that I, I it's like I can learn from this person and so that was a big part of me coming uh, to the Sun Herald well, and so you. when you say t- uh, time flies Wow, it's like going full circle
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I never thought we would see each other in, in this kind of a venue. That that is for sure. The other thing that that I, that comes to mind when I was preparing is one is I cannot tell you how proud I am of you for all the oh. accomplishments that you have made. Well, thank Your, you. Thank people you, Ricky. the listeners are gonna hear that in just a second. But I think even more important to that than that is the incredible determination you have to make a difference. Yes. And as we were going through, as we will go through the various outlets you have today, um, you know, when we're offline, I mentioned to you that I think in some ways you've only just begun because you're you're understanding these channels of communication, these different ways that you can touch people. Yes. And um, and you're just really just begun. It's incredible. Like for example. The book that you wrote. And I was interested to read on Amazon that you referred to that as the Unboxed Book Project. Yes. Like the name of the book, 25 Women Share How to Break Free and Soar. Mm-hmm. What, t- t- tell the basic element of that book.
1: So, so um, I really uh, had the idea to publish a book called Unbox um, for probably three years. I don't two or three years. And I just couldn't get to it. I kept saying, okay, you know, it's a new year. uh, That's going to be on my top of my list. You know, I'm a communicator. I'm a writer. This is easy. Just sit down and write. Just write the book. And um, the more I thought about it uh, and thought about who I am and everything I do, um, I want to empower women, particularly, Mm -hmm. um, whether that be with uh, a magazine company, whether that be with a women's conference. And... um, I needed to stay true to myself. Mm -hmm. And so I asked myself, how can I publish this in such a way that I create a platform and an opportunity for other women? Mm -hmm. And so um, that really resonated with me. And I started calling some people and say, hey, I have this idea. I know that you've, you've said to me before that you'd love to be published. You'd like to be an author, but you don't know anything about publishing a book. I do. I said, so let's do this together. And so um, I tapped into 25 women on the coast who I thought had a story to share. Uh, I thought who uh, what they had to say, their life story, would uh, inspire other women. And so um, it made a lot of sense to me to do this project. And I'm so, so very excited about it. When we had um, our launch party at the White House Hotel, it was a crazy, crazy estrogen moment <laughs> where <laughs> – It's like a big celebration. Women showed up in their purple, and you know, uh, we we laughed. Uh, uh, Women shared uh, pieces and parts of their story. They went beyond Mm -hmm. what they shared in the book. Uh, It was just a really truly special moment.
0: So the so book is ultimately about not getting boxed in, not you know, really reflecting inside yourself and understanding the potential of yourself.
1: Yes, and more importantly understanding the things that have boxed you in. Um, as women, we wear so many different hats. Um, you know, often, you know, we're mom, uh, we're a spouse, uh, we have a career, uh, we serve in our community, including in our church, and all of those things may seem like uh, different pieces of our lives, but over time, we can become so boxed in uh, by the responsibilities and the duties uh, within uh, those uh, pieces of our life, that we lose sight of who, what were we were really created to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is really on the inside of us that is dying to be unboxed, and so that we can be like the greatest person that we can be, and um, uh, helping women, other women, as they read those chapters in that book, understand and identify. With women who maybe had a similar struggle to them, maybe had things that were spoken over them as a child um, mm-hmm. that caused them to um, to think differently or less about themselves, or to um, to not be uh, willing to take chances or risk uh, because someone said they can only be so much. And so to help pe- help women be able to get unboxed mm-hmm. from that from that thinking to transform their thinking that is the most important thing in the world that you can do for someone. I
0: saw a lot of those qualities in you yeah. when we worked together at the Sun Herald, but, but, it's, but, it, but ultimately it's true that when you left the Sun Herald, you unboxed yourself.
1: That's exactly it. It's That's incredible exactly it. to
0: have seen, to see what you've accomplished since you left the Sun Herald.
1: Yeah. yeah. Love the Sun Herald. Love so many people there. Learn from so many people like you, Ricky. You definitely were a mentor. But um, the job title is what boxed me in. Um, I became very focused on the responsibilities of the job. And when I finally left the newsroom and moved over to the Special Projects Division of the company, that's when I began to really Mm -hmm. open up and realize that uh, there was so much more to me than just publishing newspapers. Um, I will never forget uh, the day that you came in uh, after Katrina, and you started talking about publishing a book and you know it's like you know early week and i'm and i'm thinking to myself i have a million things i need to be focused on and here he is talking about with excitement <laughs> <laughs> well we're going to publish a book and um uh we got going with that that book project and we got some help from some other people uh within the the newspaper chain we worked in and uh and it, this book, I, can, I can't even describe to you what I think the impact of it is. Let's do this.
0: Let's come back to that, and then once we once we have that conversation, because I really want you to finish reflecting that and talk about the impact. I want to go back to the beginning. You know, okay. the youngest of six children, and yeah. what brought you to the coast, and let's start to build a foundation of Dorothy Wilson. Uh, so anyway, we have Dorothy Wilson. Um, she has. She's a, a woman with many hats, and 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 a very inspirational story. We'll be back after this break to continue her story. Listen live or on demand, and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to SupertalkMSGolfCoast.com. So you. Probably- this is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back. Um, we have Dorothy Wilson here, who, um, who is, like I said before the break, a, a woman with many hats. But I think that her most important thing is that she inspires people. And uh, you'll understand why as we continue this conversation. But we were talking about her time at the Sun Herald, yeah. And the uh, Katrina book that we published, eight hours that changed the Mississippi coast forever. But I didn't want to cut you off. You were con- you can continue that, con- yeah, that thought. Yeah, I was just yeah. sharing
1: that the <clears throat> significance of the book, the impact of the book. It just continues to amaze me. Uh, there's a personal attachment to this book with everyone who went through katrina here on the coast Mm -hmm. um so my husband and i own a moving company i don't know if you know that Richard i do i do um you know uh so we go into people's houses and we see them on the coffee table or prominently uh you know displayed on a bookshelf and uh i'll mention hey i was part of that book project (laughs) and they'll kind of look at me strange and i say open it up look at look at look at the uh the uh staff the the team page Mm -hmm. and they'll look at it and they're like, "Wow, you were part of this book project," <laughs> and they start talking about it, and they start talking about uh, we can't ever forget, <coughs> even mm-hmm. though it was it was horrific. Mm-hmm. We can't ever forget what we learned yeah. from Katrina, and I think they hold on to this book not just as uh, memorabilia, but it's it's almost as though um, it, it is a a living reminder of what we learned about community, about helping. Uh, one another about having a shared story a shared journey and um it i don't know it's fantastic to me to have been a part of that even though uh katrina was hard on all of us
0: i think dorothy that it conveyed the spirit of coastal mississippians and it's come up over and over again in these conversations the, the the old adage that buildings don't make a community The people do that's it and you know at the end of this in the last chapter of the book we wanted to to really reflect on that we we're going to we're going to make it through this there's a tremendous amount of hope it's tough but and and we did yeah and we learned a lot about ourselves and our company our community as a result of it
1: yeah that's it
0: so um, I loved working with you on Beach Boulevard. Um, you know, it was something I felt strong about because it was something – in it we had this goal not to have any destruction. We wanted it to only show the best of coastal Mississippi. And yeah. You did and, Ricky, so-
1: that was another one of those projects. You just call me in, and it's like <laughs> middle of the week, we got, you know, ten publications we're trying to put out, and you're like, we're going to do a magazine. Yeah. And I really want to focus on everything that's good, the best of South Mississippi. And I had this deer in the headlight. <laughs> like, look on my face, and I'm like, is this guy for real? How are we going to do that? You know, I've been in publishing for, you know, I don't know, almost 30 years. I never published a magazine. I know, you know, what I know is special sections, and hey, now I know how to publish a book, but hey, a magazine? And uh, But, Ricky, that was one of the wonderful things about working with you at the Sun Herald, is that you were always open mm-hmm. to uh, pushing forward in a new direction, Trying something new, uh, and when you believed in something, uh, you didn't ask people to join you in believing it. You, a, you just believed that yeah. what you believed was big enough that they would get excited. About I'm going to do.
0: I'm going to say <laughs> to you what I said to Roland. You're doing a great job of of deflecting. <laughs> this show is not about me. It's about you. But let's go back. So, you, so you were the youngest of six children. Yes. And you grew up in Georgia, went to the University of Georgia. Just kind of tell us a little bit about you know, yeah. your early life.
1: Um, a lot of people don't know this. I grew up in a, a rural area outside of Augusta, Georgia. Uh, I guess about 45 minutes outside of Augusta. And um, uh, my dad was a sharecropper. And so the house um, I lived in it as it was a little girl was what's called a clapboard house. And mm-hmm. we had no electricity, no running water. And my earliest memories um, – Are of helping my brothers and sisters uh, cut wood in the afternoons, and um, uh, you know, of course, I couldn't wield the axe, so um, I was the limb puller. Mm -hmm. You know, they trimmed the limbs off the trees, and I'd move them out, (laughs) and so that they, you know, the area would be cleared. And then going to the spring to get buckets of water, and um, and uh, I laugh sometimes with people, and I tell them, uh, you got to carry your own bucket, (laughs) and 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 that reference comes from being a little girl. Everybody had to go to the spring with their galvanized buckets uh, and and get water. And I was so young. By the time we got back home, I had spilled most of my water. But I carried that. <laughs> you bucket. carried that bucket. <laughs> I got it back. <laughs> so you went to the
0: University of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Got a degree in. Uh, a
1: communications, journalism, mm-hmm. journalism. And um,
0: tell them what you did on your retirement. I mean, excuse me, on your um um, um graduation day. <laughs>
1: Well, as soon as I left the stadium, Sanford Stadium, I took off that cap and that gown, and I got into my uh, uh, blue uh, Pinto, old car. Oh, old, old car. A Pinto. It's a Pinto. (laughs) And I drove to the Ford dealership, and I bought me a new car. And I had told a few people, the day I graduate, I'm going to buy me a new car. And they just kind of looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) It's like, you just graduated yeah even started your yeah, job yeah started your job you you have a new car <laughs> and it's like you know um you, you have to sometimes you have to you have to set your eyes high and you have to be determined yeah and you have to you know by any means necessary you got to move the roadblocks to get there and I was determined after driving that pinto through uh college that I was going to have a decent car <laughs>
0: so you went to the augusta newspaper yes. And worked there for a while and then went to eight years. It was eight years. Eight years. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, I started they, out
1: as a reporter. Mm-hmm. And um, after a couple of years there, um, um, you know, I've always been an overachiever, always got great reviews. My boss called me in for a review and he said, um, You don't have um, ambition. And it made me so mad. <laughs> I could not believe he was saying that to me. Yeah. Um, but what they wanted me to do was they wanted me to move over to uh, the editing desk uh, Mm -hmm. to help with editing. And I I sort of, you know, if I'd finished my shift early, I would help the copy desk with editing. Mm -hmm. And um, they really saw a lot of potential in me. But look, I went to school to be a reporter. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't think I wanted to do that. And so he told me that. I said, by golly, sign me
0: up. (laughs) (laughs) So from there, you went to Columbia?
1: Yes. And uh, I'll tell you just real quickly how I ended up in Columbia. Um, Knight Ritter, the newspaper chain. One of the things that um, I had learned about them is that they invested a lot in women and uh, diversity mm-hmm. uh, as, as far as color. Yeah. And um, I felt that if I was going to um, really amplify my career, I needed more development and training that I would, than I was going to get mm-hmm. where I was. Mm-hmm. And so um, I strategically targeted newspapers in that chain. And so um, in the same week, I interviewed at the Charlotte newspaper in the Columbia, South Carolina newspaper, and it came down to the people.
0: Wow. That's
1: the, a, the people are always important. N- Nate, Ritter,
0: Nate Ritter, you know, books could be written about Nate Ritter's, their commitment to development. You went yeah. to the Nate Ritter Leadership Program, as I did. Their their belief that the newsroom should reflect the communities that they're covering, and they didn't just say it. They believed it, and they were a leader in the industry to, to try to bring about diversity in their companies. Yes, yes. And um, – and it was, unfortunately, when Knight Ritter was merged, a lot of, I mean, they were really focused on surviving now as a company. Yeah. We weren't able to, or they weren't able to focus on those things the way that they did before. But as you pointed out, we worked at the Sun Herald at a time when the industry was in a different place. And the yes. Sun Herald was probably in the, some of the best days of its, of its history um for sure you know we learned after katrina what we learned about Mm -hmm. the role the newspaper plays in the community talk talk a little bit about that
1: um my time in the newsroom (laughs) as managing editor um we we brought in some really terrific journalists focused passionate journalists uh some of them are still there anita lee and margaret baker uh jeff pender is no longer there but uh he was there uh greg lacour Mm -hmm. uh cat bergeron of course she had been there a long time uh, Pam Furman those were some of the people who were in the newsroom at that time. It was a dream team. it yeah. really was mm-hmm. so uh we grew uh the number of people uh who were uh reporting to the community but we 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 launched the local local strategy, which was an intensified effort uh to make sure we really covered all of South Mississippi. You know, not just uh, the nucleus, Gulfport, Biloxi, but we were all the way over in Pascagoula. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it state line to state line.
0: <laughs> Chris Urban, who we hired yes. to work with us on that strategy. Yes. I literally, when you said that, it just all came back to me tier one, tier two, yeah. tier three, and what's in each of those. It's yeah. amazing how they got seared in our memory. Oh,
1: yeah. And I think yeah. my, my biggest contribution in the newsroom, uh, Ricky, was uh, structure and the quality of people, really, mm-hmm. in, in in processes, mm-hmm. uh, bringing bringing that to the newsroom to allow us to be not only more efficient but more excellent mm-hmm. in in what we were doing. And so, um, uh, we created some of some of the greatest journalism in, Miss- in Mississippi mm-hmm. during that time. I particularly, remember the judge's investigation, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> working with um, uh, uh, Anita Lee, and uh, it's just I think there were maybe three reporters on that team. Mm-hmm. And uh there were some nights that I was up at two o'clock talking to the uh uh newspaper's attorney, Henry Laird, going line <laughs> by line by line. And I feel like during that time that I got a law degree. <laughs> well Henry
0: Henry was a good teacher.
1: Yes he was. He was a and good teacher. He was teacher. so patient.
0: He was a great lawyer. <laughs> we we uh uh, Joel Joel Blas's name actually came up in the conversation yesterday about Boyce Holloman and I'm like, wow, that was he was he was also our lawyer, uh, you know, back in the day. Well, we but we did Henry, some
1: good work. We Henry did, was a did. good one.
0: He was a good one. Yeah, and it was, it's um, it's great to reflect in such a positive way about the way it was because it was an amazing time. Yeah. So what we're gonna do when we come back? I'm gonna I want to know what is it that made Dorothy decide to completely unbox herself, take significant risk. And go buy a magazine, which was the beginning of who knows what else is going to be coming after that. But we'll be back with Dorothy Wilson, uh, quite an inspiration after this break. A former president and publisher of the Sun Herald. And now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk, Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back. We've got Dorothy Wilson with us. She is the um, publisher and editor of Gulf Coast Women magazine, among other things. So we've gone on your journey, you know, from what took you from Georgia t- to here your early life which is i love the 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 uh, bucket uh your <laughs> bucket story um but what i want to do now is you you, you left the sun herald and you unboxed yourself as you yes. say in your book um, and you decided to buy a magazine
1: uh-huh.
0: so tell us about that
1: sure can you know um after you spent nearly 30 years doing something at some point sometimes in your life you look back and you say what have i achieved and what's next and it was kind of one of those, what do I really want to be when I grow up moments? And as I reflected back, one of the things that I was proudest of was <sighs> Beach Boulevard Magazine, best in the state several years in a row. Um, I love magazines. Mm-hmm. A magazine is a person. It's someone that you spend time with. A magazine has a personality like no other uh, type printed product, uh uh it has uh, different aspects of the, its personality. Uh, it's, a, it's a good friend, somebody you spend time with. And so in saying that, um, I knew that I could not go back into another corporate type box where my job title and my responsibilities define me. I needed freedom to, to knock the top off the box and to explore some things, to try some things. And so um, I'd heard that Gulf Coast Woman magazine was for sale. And initially, I couldn't find it, and I got frustrated. And I remember one day, I was driving north on Highway 49, right there by the Walmart, and I heard God speak to me. And I don't hear God speak to me like this very often. And he said, pursue Gulf Coast Woman. And I wanted to get out of my car and sh- just start screaming at the sky. It's like I've been looking for it for two weeks. Where is it? And the next morning, I walked into the Night Nonprofit Center and saw a stack. And connected with Angela Bruni who started the magazine, and the rest is history. We became great friends. Uh, she, she had too much on her plate. Um, I you know wanted her to continue mm-hmm. to be part of the magazine, and so we, mm-hmm. we we put together a situation that allowed her to continue to have a role with the magazine, to continue to be a co-owner in the magazine, but allowed me to take over the day-to-day uh, operation of the magazine.
0: So um, you pretty quickly yeah. went about... Doing things to the magazine, improving it. I can feel, feel, when I look at the magazine today, I feel a lot of the learnings from Beach Boulevard. Yeah, oh, for sure. So talk about the, the, the improvements and the different things that you brought to the magazine.
1: The most important thing about a magazine is that you have to know who you are and what your voice is. But you also have to understand the why behind what you're doing. You can't just say I'm reporting or I'm telling stories. The why behind what we do, and that's the reason we have so many Mm -hmm. columnists and resources, information in the magazine, it is to empower women. Mm -hmm. And that's the essence of who I am uh, from, and that came from my childhood through things that have happened to me uh, in other, you know, seasons of my life, is I have learned that I am, I'm here on Earth in this place, in this space, to empower women, to mm-hmm. help them be the best unboxed version of themselves that they can be, mm-hmm. and and so that's the passion in it for me behind Gulf Coast Woman, and and the way to do that looks so many different ways. A woman wears lots of different dresses and shoes. Come on here, <laughs> and so you know it's social media, it's digital media. A lot of people don't know this, but we have a a an affiliate uh, digital company that we're a, where we're able to offer more digital products uh, than probably many of the other mediums in the market, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the things we're growing <coughs> into. Uh, but also events, bridal events, mm-hmm. um, other types of events. Uh, uh, we invest heavily into helping small and medium sized businesses grow, and we invest heavily mm-hmm. in helping major large companies brand themselves magazines are a great place to
0: do that so dorothy w- during the break we were talking about um these moments that occur in people's lives that change their life uh-huh. and um and i said there's a common theme through all of these successful people that i'm talking to that the ultimate ultimately the question is are you ready to seize the moment when it occurs do you recognize it are you ready for it uh-huh. um the magazine uh, opportunity was just a moment for you yes. an incredible opportunity at that at that time and you were you were ready to seize it. You sort of unboxed yourself, listening for that message. But uh, it was a, it was a big moment for you, wasn't it? And oh yeah. It, and it just, as you pointed out, it unleashed other opportunities for you way oh, yeah. beyond oh, yeah. just publishing a magazine. But here
1: is the thing, Ricky. So you are scared. Do it scared. Yeah. You you will never realize your fullest potential unless you are willing to take chances yeah. to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, you realize, hey, I went down a wrong road. And you turn around and you get out of there quick, but you have to be willing to take the chances, the opportunities uh, when when uh, they present themselves. I was looking at um, some old records for Gulf Coast Woman uh, recently, and um, and I will share this. Uh, annually, the magazine was at sixty six thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I made like twenty six thousand dollars the first year mm-hmm. with Gulf Coast Woman, and every year we have increased more than. 25% year-over-year growth uh, to grow it into the publication that it is. I'm wow, very proud of that's that. That's
0: awesome. That, that is that is really important. So what led you, and I know you say this in your spare time you did this, <laughs> but tell us about the conference.
1: Okay, real quick. Um, when I looked around the coast landscape, uh, I kept looking for something that uh, locally you could go elsewhere, mm-hmm. all over the country, and you could find these women conferences where women could be developed. And I thought about my development and all the key people. Uh uh, uh Vicky Applewhite uh mm-hmm. just really sewed into me. Uh many other people like uh Kieran Sock, mm-hmm. Lucy Marion Roberts was uh, a great uh, encouragement to uh, me. And, and these for women me too. Eh, but there there were yeah. to me there were a whole nother generation of women coming behind me who um, did not have the encouragement they need in their, needed in their careers. And they didn't have the opportunity to connect with some of the other most powerful women in the community. And so I didn't want to just do a women's event. I wanted to do a professional women's conference. Mm-hmm. And so um, we set out to do that. We had about a little over 500 women uh, the first year, Um uh, we were ready to drop dead. <laughs> it was so much work. Oh, my God, so much work. Uh, and then, you know, we've grown. Uh, last year, we had, I think, 103 speakers, presenters, as part of uh, the Success Women's Conference. And we have grown uh, grown every year, not just in numbers, but in partnerships and in opportunities. Uh, in 2019, um, we had nearly 400 high school girls Wow. Uh, that we offered a youth summit within the conference, and we took advantage of speakers that we flew in for out of town for the women, and we peeled off some of them and said, hey, we want you to go over here and uh, encourage the young women. And so um, it, the conference, um, when you talk to women who attend the conference, it is like a, a an other world experience. And I, I'm not exaggerating that. Um, I talked to uh, Sheila Rivers uh, recently, and uh, she said, I left Success Women's Conference, and I started my therapy practice. Uh, She owns Rivers Rivers Psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. And we hear stories like that all the time of women becoming Mm -hmm. unboxed Mm -hmm. as a result of finding mentors, understanding their potential. We hear from women who say, I went in and I asked for the big raise. You're not going to believe this, but I got a $10,000 raise. Okay, things like that. Yeah, Things like that.
0: Dorothy, I said in the outset of the the show today that that women from 24 different states came. How did Mm -hmm. they learn about it?
1: Listen, if you don't have a whole lot of money for marketing and you're dependent on sponsorships, social media.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm
1: Good. People probably, locally, probably get very, very tired of all the posts that we make on social media, but it's important not only uh, for women to interact and engage with other south mississippi women mm-hmm. but they also need to have women from other larger places uh they need to um, interact with them learn from them uh have an opportunity to find mentors outside of the the place where we live and so um we've made a very very concentrated effort to grow um the uh, the number of participants from outside of mississippi we need we need cross pollination.
0: Yeah, I mean the opportunity for people to get to know each other. Todd Trenchard said that through the Baker McCarty Foundation, people think, think it's about money, but it's not. It's about relationship. It's yes. about having people come together. And when people who have you know above average expectations of themselves come together for themselves and the community, good things will happen. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about here yes. with this cross pollination. That's it you know what i want to do in this next segment um i want to talk a little bit about the chamber you know you're the incoming chairman of the coast chamber what i'm so proud to hear that you're doing that um you know i spent so many years involved in the chamber and what they do is so important yes they have such an important role but then i want to reflect for a minute about you know now that you're where you are where do you go from here what's what's next for dorothy how do you continue to take this inspiration and touch as many people as possible. I just want to have a conversation about that. Okay. So we'll be back with uh, Dorothy Wilson, the, the publisher and editor of the Gulf Coast Women magazine and other things <laughs> um, after this break. On iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super
1: Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
0: Welcome back. I've got Dorothy Wilson, uh, my old friend from the Sun-Herald, who now is the publisher and editor of Gulf Coast Women magazine and a real inspiration and it's just been a terrific conversation. She's a, she's the incoming president for the Coast Chamber, our chairman of the Coast Chamber. Um talk about that for a minute, Dorothy.
1: Um Ricky, I'm so very excited to have uh, this opportunity. It's, it's you know, I wrote down on a list at some point, maybe 2 or 3 years ago, uh I'd I'd want to be president of the chamber. But it was one of those things where it was like ha ha ha, yeah, that would be great. And uh to be able to um to stand in that role uh To be the face of the chamber, to have an opportunity Mm -hmm. to encourage uh, people in business um, is wonderful. But the other thing is, is that I'm very humbled because I realize that it's not Mm -hmm. just me standing, but I'm standing uh, for other women who aspire to be more influential in the community, but also particularly women of color. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope to be an inspiration to them uh, that um, they can put things Mm -hmm. like that on their goal list. And it can happen. Mm. And so it's going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to um, uh, helping the chamber grow in the area of making itself accessible uh, through uh, not only events um, and their social page, but other ways of engagement and connecting. So, I'm, hey, I'm into mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. so that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I love Adele Lyons. <laughs> yes. She, she's, uh, she's been such a force to be reckoned with in, in the nonprofit uh, sector for a long time we worked together within the knight foundation yes yes long time friend she's of my, great to work with long time friend of my wife's family so let's do this and we only have a few more minutes i want to i want to just reflect with you just a few minutes about the message you want to leave people with and you know what what is what is your legacy going to be uh, you're still writing it but um uh, it's clear that you're really on a on a on a track to try to touch as many people as you possibly can touch, yes. to let them know that they control their own destiny, that there is incredible you know, opportunity out there. Talk about that for a minute.
1: Well, um, I watched my mother uh, not realize her fullest potential as a young girl, and it, it, has, it has created something on the inside of me that drives me to want to see women in particular – Mm -hmm. Have opportunities uh, to to grow in many different directions, uh, to take the limits off, Mm -hmm. uh, to to not allow obstacles, uh, things that may happen. Uh, You know, life is an adventure and around every curve is something that you might not have expected. Uh, How to to navigate those curves and and stay true to yourself. And so when I when I look ahead, you know, Dorothy, what else will you be doing? Uh, I'm a communicator by trade. Okay, that's what I do. And so I am always going to push forward to relate to people in every medium possible. Uh, I am so excited. My team is working. We're doing uh, we're creating an Instagram channel uh, and we're going to have probably about uh, 12 um, experts uh, talk about different areas, everything from uh, beauty to uh, health to eating well to leadership. Uh, And so um, I want to push on a push All of those barriers uh, uh, that are out there that keep people from uh, or limit people in getting the information that they want. And so um, I'm excited about um, growing the magazine in such a way that not only do you receive a wonderful experience in print, but you receive a beautiful digital expression of the magazine in bite-sized bits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excited about that so what's the end game um the end game for me is is when i you know uh, my grandmother died when she was 92 my my mother died when she was 91 so when i'm in my 90s (laughs) i want to be able to sit back and not think about the awards i received Mm. uh the job titles and positions that i held but i want to i want to talk about the people whose lives i impacted i want to be able to to point to the lights And I call it this. It is like taking one finger and touching a person ever so lightly. And they light up and they glow brighter as a result of having an opportunity to engage with me. It is about the people. Mm -hmm. That's the most impactful thing that you can do with your life on Earth. And um, I take it very seriously from uh raising my children from being their best friends and and continuing to lead and guide them they they say mom i'm reluctant to to tell you about this because I know you're going to sit down and give me this empowerment talk that's what they tell me. <laughs> they pick on me a lot now, but um uh from uh coaching, I coach uh small group leaders in my church mm-hmm. that is so important i i want I want them to see and believe and understand the impact that they can have on others. Uh so uh that's what the future looks like for me. It is a con- it's a continuation mm-hmm. of a journey that started from a little girl uh grew up very poor without anything but seeing the potential.
0: And again the journey continues. I I I say this that at the beginning of the show I said that you studying you and, and getting reacquainted with you, <clears throat> we la- I left the sun air in 2009, so I've sort of watched you from a distance in, in that period of time. But hearing your story and hearing your message is the reason why I did this show. You know, I had the wow. same aspiration for for this show, and that is that through people like you, we can touch more people. We can remind people why. They love the coast, who can remind people what it takes to lead this region. Mm-hmm. And they can be inspired by the incredibly successful people that we're talking to to hear their story and actually pick up one or two things that they can use in their lives. If if we can accomplish that through this this show, man, we've been a well, big success. You're doing
1: a great job, Ricky, and I'm very proud of you that Thank you're you. doing this at this stage in your life.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I'm it'd be interesting to see where it goes. <laughs> God bless you. It's been a wonderful time. Same here. We'll see you tomorrow. We have Shorty Sneed tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. Uh A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.